And now I hit the record button. No, it's not being recorded. We're we're like a whole six hours late. Ah, oh, we have to do this show like three times already. We got to do it four times. I have to start doing this on Monday or something in the morning when we're still uh, sleeping. Uh, well, still yeah. drinking coffee. Yeah, we 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 haven't been recording all day. I guarantee that. Uh, <laughs> nope. It's early in the morning. They don't know. <laughs> as far as people know, yeah, it's usual time, really. <laughs> but let's get the thing started. We'll explain it all. Hey. That sounds funny. You can send us an email at the TSF. Now that's funny. Buddy, that is correct. Uh, this is the podcast. That sounds funny. And I hope you liked our new uh, child announcers we squeezed in there last week and this week. And uh, hey, this is uh, the week of May 23rd. I almost said March 23rd. Uh, but it's May 23rd, uh, 2023, season three, show 30, episode 133. That's the stats on so far. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell Toy we see it. And I am your host, Keith, and join with me are Harry Terry. <laughs> and Jill, why is Terry got Terry Terry? I said hairy Terry. Oh, hairy Terry. Terry. I thought you said he, he needs a, hair, a hairy cut for the Terry. Hairy I got a ponytail and my big white beard. A ponytail hanging down. Wiggle it a walk and a giggle it talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hey, here we are. We'd like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Hey, you got your pants off. That's right. It could be yours. I got a. <laughs> I got a funny story. Yeah. You got a. <laughs> we uh. <laughs> go ahead, Arnold. <laughs> before, before I forget and go. I had one, but I forgot. You know, um, we were over last week. We loaded up our lawnmowers and went over to my rental house to cut the grass. And that grass over there was, you know. Over my waist, almost up it to was my like nipples. The Amazon jungle yard. <laughs> yeah. When we cut it in grass, and as we were le- we were leaving, we had everything loaded up, and we're driving, coming back towards our town. And my wife let this other guy drive the truck. She was in the back seat, and she's like, "Oh, look out here!" And I'm like, "What? What's over there?" And so that we were stopped at the light, and right next to us was a guy on the motorcycle with some goggles on. And right behind him, on the on the motorcycle seat, was a big brown dog with goggles on. <laughs> and I said, goggles "Get your camera, too, take a huh? picture." <laughs> yeah, he had goggles on. I go, "Take a picture, take a picture." That's funny, you know. And then the light changed, and we took off. And he goes, "Okay, if we get the next light, I'll do it." So we got to the next light, and he rolled the window down and said, "Hey," and he goes, "Max," like that, because I guess he thought he said, "What's your dog's name?" You know, whatever, but. And the dog looked over at us and then they snapped the picture. <laughs> and that's they our all over. this week. Yeah. If, if only like, we could do that. I uh, I told uh, them to send the picture to me. I can't see it, but I could still, you know, 
send it well, out to you. It's still if you want to get it, and I and you can send it to me. Maybe we could make a cover art for this week's episode. I know I'm how not. to do it, but I don't generally do it because I don't want to have play with photos every week. <laughs> All right, but they have so much stuff now out here on our phones and stuff, and even the Be My Eyes app is getting up with a better. Uh, yeah, they're going to be making it AI. I understand the uh, works. Describe more pictures. I thought it would. Yeah. Right, right. That's all I got so far. But anyways. Yeah, <laughs> but well, I, I do put a different image on our shows every week, but it's really the, the featured image on the blog part side of the stuff. It's, it's always going to be the same old, you know, image art as far as iTunes is concerned. <laughs> Uh, but it, does Jill got something amazingly new? Um, <laughs> not really. Much just been going on. I had grandkids over the weekend at our house, and they always do crazy stuff. But grandkids, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No more haircuts in the fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's who was over. It was fun. she still has hair. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my neck fan in the very next day when we recorded. I wore it around all day. Man, it gets really cold. Yeah, they're but nice. I didn't, cut, I didn't cut my hair off though. It's a good thing. <laughs> I even had it on low and it was like, wow. But I, I clicked it through to, to see how fast it would get. It's like wow. Yeah. It's like really cranked it out. Yeah, they're nice. I'm going to enjoy it on hot days outside when hot we're camping, camping and stuff. Yeah. No, well, I got one for my wife because with her doing all the running around that she does, it's like, you probably need it worse than I do. Well, here you go. Reminder to watch your hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder about your daughter's haircut. So My granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't see. I did. Uh, I do have a thing, you know, Terry always talks about is uh, binge watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had, had a book uh, lined up on my to, to read list for oh, a little while, uh, probably since before the Queen died. Uh, but it's a book called Crown and Scepter, and it's a history of all the kings of England, all the way to the first known kings, all the way through Queen Elizabeth. Wow, is that a long book? <laughs> it's it's twenty hours of reading. Oh, wow, book. and I'm probably up to maybe hour two or three of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It starts with the first known king of England dates back uh, to two hundred something. William B- the Lionhearted. What was it? Eleven sixty six BC. Two hundred. Oh wow! I didn't have kings before that one. And allegedly, the the the. King Arthur, which of course is, there's no real proof. It's just legend that King Arthur was a king. But if it is a, a real king, then he would have been king in the first century, sometime like like 85 AD or oh, wow. somewhere in the, like the time of uh, when Christianity was spreading and stuff. Um, but you know the the actual documented, I think, first kings did take place until about you know 1000 AD or so. A little before that, really, because there were kings when the Romans were taking over and and stuff. But I think the first documented one. Back when you were just a young lad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're only a year behind me. So. 
So <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, interesting book. It's I mean the it, it, the zoom is through the first oh eleven hundred years or so pretty quickly because it's like I said, there's not a lot of actual documentation. It's just you know, it goes off what they know that, that to be fact or as factual as possible without a lot of embellishing. But then you get into like when the the Norman kings took over an Anglo-Saxon kings moved in, then there it starts to slow down a little bit and you get more details about the... Yeah, one kings. of the first kings, you know, a lot of times people don't even know they have a last name, but way back then, because I read a bunch of books about the kings and queens, they were the Plantagenists way back then was their... Yeah, well, first there was the, the Norman is was the name of the family, and then the Normans got taken over by the Plantagenets in eleven hundred, and Henry the Eighth was a Plantagenet. They had, I think, they had like a three hundred year span where for a long time. But then I think the Tudors, wasn't it, came next? I don't know. No, I think it might have been. Oh, Stuart. you're not that far. I'm ruining it for I'm you. I'm not that far. Oh man, spoiler! Spoiler! No, I. After I mean Plantagenet, that would have been I think the first Queen Elizabeth. Then shortly after was Mary Queen of the Scots, and she was a Stuart. Oh, like Martha Stuart, eighty-one year old in the beginning. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then at yeah, some point it became Tudors, and now it's Windsors. Windsors. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where all the breaks are. If there's if I missed any, but yeah. Just, uh, I'm reading it in little chunks. <laughs> It'll take you a while. I'm sure. But anyway, it's something the, reading or watching. Do the Tudors was that the ones that ate all the beans? Yeah, yeah. The cabbage and the beans. And <laughs> they were very gassy. They were very Tudor. Tudory. <laughs> then they had to have the Windsors come in to blow all that wind away. Yes, the wind would make all the stinky gas blow away. Yeah. Well. With our uh, opening updates, then it's time. I to have go. a, I have a, I have a service, a public service announcement. Uh oh, coming soon. Uh, Thursday, opening. Cone barn. Anybody wants an Terry ice cream Hogan. cone? Terry You're going to hire those Mexicans not from the border to come up and run it. Helados, helados, helados barn. Is that how you say ice cream or cone? Helados, yeah. Helados oh. ice cream. Cool. Helados sandwich, helados tacos. <laughs> see, you, see, you know more Spanish than me, so you can get you some. See, I, I spoke it for, for three years, more or less, but I've forgotten a great deal of it. You ain't fixing to hit me up for a loan, are you? Yep, yep, yep. Well, anyway, it's time for some randomness then. We can't leave that poor crippled girl alone. And Do we have any kid randomness happening? <laughs> Random stuff. I think we did. <laughs> We're gonna spin the wheel. Trivia. Hmm. Eight, eight trivia items on the wheel. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola trivia. Hmm. We'll see what kind of uh, coked up questions we have. Uh, I just had a Pepsi delivery. Oh, man. 
Yeah, not a Pepsi trivia. It's a Coke <laughs> trivia. Uh, which one of these artists saying, uh, I'd like to buy the world a Coke jingle? Would it be the, the Seekers one, two, the New Seekers, three, John Denver, four, Peter, Paul, and Mary? Which one of those groups, the Seekers, the New Seekers, Peter, Paul, and Mary, or uh, John Denver? One of those four things. I'd like to buy the one. It's either two or four. I don't Hmm. What does Jill say? I'm going to go at one just because I don't have any idea. <laughs> it was two. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed. I, I would have gone with Morgan myself. But, but the, Peter, Paul, and Mary was big. big the news speakers. Peter, Paul, and Mary would have been. Uh, uh, a big folk group at the time, but yeah, the new right. the new seekers, not the well, regular seekers, not the old yeah, seekers. Yeah, I didn't think it was John Denver. That one I didn't know, but the other three, I was like, uh, he says two or four, I'll say one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, next question: When Coca Cola, before before Coca Cola. Was a soft drink. What was its purpose? Ooh, I know that. I was think it I did one too. a tonic for curing headaches? Two, a tonic used for heartburn. Three, it acted as a laxative. <laughs> Four, it was used as a cough syrup. It was headaches, um, cough I syrup. Say headaches. I would say one. Number one. Okay. Although I suppose and if you try to, it would it be one. Body, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's right. It was one. It was a headache medicine. Yeah. Oh. It was a laxative. They used it with a plunger. Yeah, they used the <laughs> syringe and a uh, turkey baster. I was say on that other question. Once it's, those guys came out with that jingle, I'd like to teach you one thing. Then all them people did sing it. I'm sure. We all did. <laughs> I am. Everybody anyway. was that jingle. Yeah. Uh, about how many teaspoons of sugar are in a 12-ounce Coke? Uh, about how many teaspoons in a 12-ounce Coke? Five pounds. Probably about right. Uh, one, <laughs> is it three teaspoons? Two, is it five teaspoons? Three, is it eight teaspoons? Or four, is it ten teaspoons? Um, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I'm going to say thinking... B is what I'm going to guess. Whatever, the one that said five. Uh, two was five teaspoons. Yeah. That's my guess. I'm going to say... I think it's number 10 teaspoons. <laughs> no, I, I would have said 12, but it is four. Ding, 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 ding. Terry would again. 10 teaspoons. That's, that's a guess. The equivalent <laughs> of 10 teaspoons in a 12 ounce can. That's a lot of sugar. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> Plus caffeine. 
True or false question. The United States consumes the most uh, Coca-Cola per capita. Hmm. Is it true or false? The United States consumes the most Coke per capita. I'm going to say false. I think I would be inclined to say false just because of the way the question is worded. Mm-hmm. Because it says uh-huh. per capita. I mean, it's possible America consumes the most, but per capita, uh, it could be somewhere else. But let's see what the answer I'd is. Say, I'd have to say China, but it's. It I is false. Uh, okay. Mexico. Mexico consumes the most per capita. It's really? <laughs> now, now, of course, these trivia quizzes are, are, are from the Gym Kitchen uh, trivia quiz, and they probably have not been updated in 20 years. So it's feasible it could have changed. Uh, but when this was, it was Mexico. Hmm. Yeah, the, the per capita would maybe say false, but I, I wouldn't have a clue who is the per capita. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a, it's a lot hotter down in Mexico. They have to drink more. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, all that sugar in the coke makes them get all jumpy to cross the border, and so more people do it. Uh, makes them float right across. So, so all Joe Biden has to do is get rid of all the, the coke in, in Mexico. We'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we could go on, but that's uh, enough. Trivia quizzing today. Perfect score by Terry. <laughs> he knows a lot about Coke. Uh, yeah. I found Coke out today Coca-Cola. from I found out today from talking with the Pepsi driver that Coca-Cola and Pepsi both have the same screw on things for their bag in the boxes. Dr. Well, Pepper's I, I, I figured that would be pretty universal. But anyway, you, you, you uttered the P word after doing a Coke survey. Ah, my ears are burning. <laughs> well, anyway. Doc, Dr. Huh? Pepper is the only odd one. Oh. We, Earth people, cannot possibly be the only intelligent form of life in the universe. Oddball. They have those weird connections. But we'd better be on the lookout. Anything might happen. So, talking about weird stuff, it's time for some weird news. My first one is for Terry. It is about the most expensive hamburger. Yeah. $1.99. A $700 hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Donald Trump burger. Yeah. Why is it seven hundred dollars? No, hold on. Now I'm doing a you because it... <laughs> I gotta skip up because there's a different one that showed up there first. Um, Take well, two. Be- yeah. Is in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Made with wadja beef. I don't even know what that is. That's the name of the place where it happened at? No. 
kind of beef, I guess. That's it's the like kind eight. of beef that's in it. Oh, there I oh yeah, the spell. expensive hamburger. Yeah, I, I thought it would be Kobe. It's beef. an alien, oh, alien that's what cow. I was thinking. Yeah, it's alien, alien cow meat. Yeah. It's like a cow from the planet where E.T. is from. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got, what else? Didn't it have caviar or something? In it? Yeah. yeah. Caviar, and it said uh, cognac, cognac, but I think that's cognac. the drink you get on the side. Cognac, yeah. And it even comes with French fries, but it doesn't say the French fries anything special about them. They're from France. They're imported. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're from French, from French potatoes. I thought it said, didn't it say, doesn't it have gold flakes or something too or something? I that's what it said that. but i'm thinking it, they just meant the honey gold honey instead of sesame seeds on the bun it's gold flakes on the bun yeah <laughs> well it's just like they have that drink called gold schlager which actually has gold in the liquor where yeah they do put gold in the food it is digestible yeah it says if you go to this beer garden the <laughs> brewery and <in> beer garden <laughs> it's made with waja beef waja Caviar and an ounce of cognac. There it is. And it says it's covered in gold. But like I said, it says that they sauteed the onions in honey. And I'm assuming that could be the gold. Because it doesn't say anything else about gold in here. Hmm. Oh, here's a question here that they... What costs $700, weighs 8 ounces, and is edible? A hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's what it costs to send a hamburger to the moon. Uh, the astronauts can enjoy a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, they have yeah, some so pound. foods there. It says. It's a half pound of meat. Yeah. And don't forget to tip your waiter or waitress 20%. They made sure to say that <laughs> in the article, too. <laughs> I'll tip them over. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you're anemic, if that helps. If you're anemic, that gold dust, maybe they should sprinkle some iron <laughs> dust on it. <laughs> some iron dust, some iron filings. <laughs> it's wearing down my teeth. I don't know why. <laughs> Nerds, nerdy nerds, world record. Is it white and nerdy? <laughs> white, white and nerdy. Yeah. Well, that's good words. Right. <laughs> in Utah, at a mall in Utah, 1,220 nerds assembled to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Speaking of that, Christopher was playing Dungeons and Dragons last night on the internet. <laughs> and they uh, broke the Guinness Book of World Records. Andrew Ashby, who was the main dungeon master, orchestrated it. They had multiple tables of seven people. Each one had a dungeon master that would... <clears throat> you know, do as instructed by the main dungeon master, but they, uh, um, <clears throat> they were, they exceeded the goal 
it was 500 people, but they broke that really hmm. big there. Sure. But they they did this all back just before the movie came out. You know, this is I've uh, been sitting on this story for a little bit, but yeah, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons at our brother's house. Um, um, ew. but uh, our brother Steve. Yeah. There, oh, there's 200 tables with seven players that he said. Steve wasn't playing. Please stand by. This guy Ashby, uh, he's been wanting to break this world record for eight years, and so he finally was able to pull it off. But that's about all I got on that story. I thought you was but actually going to have a story about the candy nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, have some I, of those. I have an honorable mention along that line. California is trying to ban uh, certain food additives, uh, one of which is is used in the candy nerds and, uh, and Skittles and other such things. Huh. Uh, if you read the article, if you can find it, I, I read it on the Fox News app. Uh, to to cut it real short, basically it's like red dye number three and some other additives. And I, I looked up some of the chemicals and what it really is is their food coloring. Uh, it makes the whites more whiter. It takes the, makes the flavor more flavorful or whatever. Uh, but they're trying to ban that because they say it's not good for kids. I'm like, well, candy's not good for kids anyway. <laughs> but... <laughs> and, and if you're going to eat a significant amount of you know red dye food or some of these other chemicals, like you, you have a lot more problems worrying about <laughs> those chemicals. But that's not my story. Two boys ages 10 and 12 are arrested for theft. Hillsborough, Illinois. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, after a new sign is erected in City Hall to commemorate Hillsborough's 200th anniversary, uh, two boys were caught uh, taking light bulbs out of the sign. <laughs> The, there was one day where the light bulbs were missing from the sign, and uh, the second day, because the police department's right across the street from City Hall, the cops spotted them removing light bulbs and hauled them in to arrest them. <laughs> Does it uh, give any names? <laughs> or since they're uh, minors, they well, don't put names. They, uh, the boys denied it at first. Came clean when they realized that their efforts were caught on video. Uh, they were, were taken into custody until their parents could be notified. Their punishment has yet to be determined, but they have already served one day of community service picking up trash along the city streets when being released back. 
to Stop their parents it. and seeing the glares on their faces, they begged the police to let them stay in jail. <laughs> the reason I know that story so well is because I happen to be related to one of those 11-year-old boys who got... Oh. If he if he lives so long, he will be 12 this weekend. <laughs> uh, oh, I know which one it is now. That I told him for his birthday, I was going to buy him an orange jumpsuit, but he didn't buy it. <laughs> but that's all, all there is to that story there is uh, some juvenile delinquents around here committing mm -hmm. a criminal uh, event right in front of the police station of all places wow so hopefully they've learned their lessons but we'll find out oh baby what I couldn't do with plenty of money and you. Well, I have it's about one. how much you should charge for your ice cream cones at the cone barn. Do they have gold flakes <laughs> in them? $1,696. Wow. A cone? That's what they charge for the most expensive ice cream cone in Japan. Not, a, not at our <laughs> store. <laughs> the flavor of this is I'd like to put it out there. It's not my store. It's my wife's store. The flavor <laughs> is called Bakaya Kue. I have it spelled here in a second. Um, the company Salata is the one that came up with this flavor. And it is... Um, yeah, I don't need to spell the company. The flavor is B Y A. K U Y A. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, matata. What is it? Fish flavored ice cream? <laughs> no, it's a white truffle grown in Italy flavor, but it also has um hard um can't say this word very well. That's why I didn't do this story. <laughs> the cheese, the Parmigiano Reggiano and sage leaves, which does not even sound good in ice cream. Parmesan <laughs> cheese and sage. Cheese and sage on ice cream. And whatever this truffle. It's like a pizza ice cream. Yeah. A truffle is one of the most expensive foods in the world. Depending on the variety. Italian white truffles are generally the priciest. They can sell for as much as $4,000 a pound. Truffles is, is mushrooms. The head chef of the cilantro company and a chef in Italy went together to try to make this ice cream. And it took them a year and a half to get a flavor that was edible or good. But or they failed because it melted before <laughs> the year and a half was up. Female pigs were traditionally used to hunt for truffles for two reasons. They have a refined sense of smell and truffles contain androstenol, a hormone found in the saliva of male pigs. Um, I don't think these flavors sound good together myself, but hey, maybe that's good in Asia and Italy. Well, yeah, well, but Italy is where ice cream originated from. Yeah. Dogs are typically used to find truffles these days. Canines, once trained are less likely than pigs to eat the truffles once they sniff them out. Yeah, if they have those flavors, they can keep it there. 
and like we like chocolate and nuts and things and ice cream maybe italian people like parmigiana reggiana cheese and sage flavor ice cream yeah wow you know, maybe the, it costs a thousand dollars for the cone because by the time you airplane ticket to get there, <laughs> uh, most of it goes towards a plane ticket. It's really a dollar for the cone. Yeah. Well, whatever a truffle is, that's a really rare thing. They said it's, it's grown in Italy. I think it's some kind of a mushroom or something like that. I don't know. Let's look it up. And then- what does a truffle taste like? I'm glad you asked. They have an earthy, musky. The mommy rich flavor that's subtly floral. Of course, how a truffle tastes depends on the variety. They're usually dipped in chocolate. Uh, yeah, it's like to take truffles, dip them in chocolate. Yeah. I, I know that much, but I don't know what they are exactly. White truffles, which are native to northern Italy, are truly a delicacy. They have a more pungent, aromatic flavor. Since they're so rare and their flavor is so intense, White truffles are usually enjoyed raw and sparingly. You'll often find them shaved over elegant dishes, such as pastas and risottos, or used as a garnish. But I'm yeah. sure the Rutgerbots could tell us. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> oh, heck no, we couldn't tell you a thing about truffles. <laughs> no way. And in spite of the worry that money brings just a little filthy lucre buys a lot of things i have a guy here named ty michaels he's a minnesota man who invented i thought it said rear powered motorcycle but they're all rear powered motorcycles. <laughs> with your butt cheeks <laughs> uh, well no he it is a Beer-powered motorcycle. Oh. It is powered by beer. B-E-E-R. Beer. You drink powered. the beer. You get beer farts. <laughs> you fill up the tank. <laughs> it's uh, in Minnesota. Is it Bud Light, I wonder? <laughs> you get a lot of that pretty cheap these days, I understand. <laughs> hey. He he invented one of his other. It'll tell more about it, but one of his previous inventions was a rocker, the rocket-powered toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Put that rocket under the moon. A a jet jet jet-powered coffee maker. The in in Bloomington, Minnesota, in his garage, he invented. He used a, a keg of beer and a heating coil, and instead of the gas-powered engine, the coil heats the beer keg up to 300 degrees. Then it becomes superheated steam, and then it comes out of the nozzle, which propels the bike forward. Hmm. The price of gas is getting way too expensive, so I guess beer's cheaper. He, he doesn't. He doesn't drink, and he's not a drinker. So he wanted to find out something else to do with so beer. So it sounds like it's basically a steam engine. So why not just use water and call it a steam engine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess because then you couldn't get drunk off the fumes coming out of the tailpipe. <laughs> yeah. Honest officer, I've had anything to drink. 
<laughs> follow that I'm motorcycle. Following this motorcycle. I don't know what Keep happened. Keep that dog off the back seat. I want to go. <laughs> Put me some goggles on. I'll follow it. Yeah. yeah. He can, can, that can dog reach... is so happy on the back of that motorcycle. <laughs> it can reach speeds up to 150 miles per hour. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about that rocket-powered toilet. It's like five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> what exactly do you need the rocket for? And, and that's maybe they flush really fast. <laughs> well, around here we get people who like the clog toilet, so the rocket-powered. Anti-clogging ability. Oh, I mean, power flush, rocket power, <laughs> or jet-powered coffee. Why do you? I mean, it, it, it makes fast by having it, you know, superheated like a blend coffee maker, pre-stages wow. the water. You don't, you don't jet propel it through. Right now, right here towards the end of this article, it says he says, "Well, it doesn't just have to. It doesn't have to be beer. It can be any beverage, any liquid." Most, right. yeah, so, so basically, it is just a steam engine. And it just happens that beer is probably cheaper than gas. Red Bull, coffee. It can be anything. And so, the father and son said that he was going to retire it and have it at home. In his own invention museum. All so right. I guess so he, he, it up he invented it, but it doesn't really intend it for mass marketing. Uh, no. And I will have to look up that rocket powered toilet. <laughs> Put on the crash helmet. I gotta go. <laughs> they just blasted some people off to the space station. Maybe they need that rocket powered toilet. Oh, could be. <laughs> See what what it happened is they, they blasted the rocket off and there was an astronaut in the bathroom. Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I could take you to places you'd like to go. But outside of that, I'm no use for dough. It's the root of all evil, of strife and upheaval. But I'm certain, honey, that life could be sunny with plenty of money and you. Speaking of toilets, faded <laughs> to die on a toilet. Um, when they found Michael Goodwin, he was already dead, but he was on a toilet. Uh, the location of his body is mentioned because it's important to the story. Not that we like to mention potty humor at all here. <laughs> He, he may have settled on a different location for the, the last moments of his life, but he was found uh, stark naked on the toilet with rather an astonished look on his face. Huh. Uh, perhaps he shouldn't have been so surprised. Uh, in a way, uh, you could blame television for the death, uh, for his death. Uh, possibly you could blame his neighbors. Still, others would tell you it's just the way God intended him to go out. Godwin was particularly fond of television. It was his primary way of passing time. He would watch it through all 
of his waking hours if he dot his funds for TV. Just ask his neighbors. They lost track of all the times that they complained to God when about uh, his hours of watching television. In Godwin's defense, he tried to placate his neighbors, and he bought a pair of headphones so that he could listen to the television and cause them to stop complaining from the uh, inconvenienced neighbors. Uh, while his motives maybe have been well-intended, they lacked a little bit of planning, and he had been seated on his toilet while he was uh, working on his headphones that apparently stopped working. And because he needed to have both hands free, he decided to uh, put the wire into his mouth. And when he did, he bit down a little too hard and received a fatal jolt of electricity. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and uh, authorities uh, found that it was due to an electricity accidental electrocution uh, although it's accidental there are some who would uh, tell you it's just bound to happen Godwin had so much time to watch TV because he didn't have too many other options he was an inmate in prison oh. <laughs> in South Carolina Central Institution and uh, he was there because he was found guilty of raping and murdering a young girl uh, by beating her to death with an electric iron. And he, he <laughs> was sentenced to death in prison. Uh, Godwin appealed the decision and, and a new trial. Uh, he was again found guilty of murder, but not of the sexual assault. This time his sentence was reduced to life imprisonment. Mm -hmm. Michael Godwin thought he had successfully evaded the electric chair. <laughs> but he was sitting on that chair when he electrocuted uh, himself. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course uh, fate, some things are just unavoidable and he ended up on electric chair anyway. Uh, yeah. so this proves that when you gotta go, you gotta go. There's karma for you. <laughs> yeah. So he he evaded the electric chair illegally, but fate found him on his own electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> Because them toilets in prison are probably metal, so that was yeah, really. They, they, he was on the metal are. toilet, and he he bit through and made the circuit. Yeah. Here's a list of, um, in Uber, the rideshare company. Uh, once a year, they they put a list out of the weird and unusual things that people have left behind in their Uber cabs, their Uber cars. You know, the, if you don't know, it's like a taxi cab, but they're called Uber or Lyft now, some of them. Hmm. And so they have found such items as um, clothes. Um, clothing, phones, bags, wallets, headphones, jewelry, keys, books, laptops, watches. <gasps> More unusual items are 
a fart machine. <laughs> okay. An ankle monitor, a unicycle, eight ounces of fake blood, ah. a Danny, a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament, <laughs> a fake tooth, uh, One a, was a out. pen, a pen <laughs> depicting. A, a pen depicting Jesus eating a slice of pizza. Yeah. Um, okay. A lightsaber. A mannequin <laughs> head. Darth Vader still wondering why I do. <laughs> Where did I lay my lightsaber? A bluefin. A bluefin tuna? bluefin tuna for sushi. Oh, wow. A, a fake tooth and a single Gucci loafer. <laughs> Some guys hopping down the street at one foot. <laughs> Some of the pets that have been left behind in the pets are. Wow. Um, uh, a koi poodle, hamsters, a pair of turtles, and has somebody left their self-respect? Uh, a a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the most forgetful cities are um, it says forgetful Jacksonville, Florida, Palm Springs, California, Houston, Salt Lake City, Miami, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, and St. Louis. I've been everywhere, man. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. St. Louis, huh? Wow. Very forgetful city. And I think that's all their little list there, but I didn't see any children on there, though. <laughs> I was surprised. I was waiting to hear infants <laughs> in the car seat. <laughs> yeah. They lost their head. Gotta keep them happy. What else we got? Well, I do know. Well, what is it? Uh, is it a, a genuine imitation diamond brooch? Oh, no. 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 We on a better net. Should we well, go work? Yeah, I think it's time to advance into some Jill's words. Jill's words. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Let's see. Our first word is
Mia Terry. No, you're not. Terry's Terry. Mia Terry. T-E-R-I-C. Neoteric. Meoteric. That's how the cat calls Terry when he wants the food. <laughs> meow, Terry. Meow. <laughs> Start with an N, huh? Yeah, N. Neo Terry. Neo. Neo Terry. Neo is new. <laughs> it, it's Terry when he was an infant. He was a Neo Terry <laughs> back then. Wearing his but I was, a, I was a trick, though. <laughs> Yeah. Do you take the red pill or the blue pill, Terry? <laughs> they see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Well, you did get it right. This word means new or modern. If Terry could be new or modern, he's neo Terry. The old That's Terry the, and the new Terry. From the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Yeah. Our next word is luff. L U F F. L U S F, as in Sierra. F like Frank. Fox Trot. Oh. Two Fs. Oh, F F. Luff. A loofah sponge. Luff. 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 It's like a loof, I suppose. It's a loof. Luff. It's just a luff. Sponge, huh? it, it's I love so hard. You I buy it from a discount store. You can't afford the A. <laughs> I love so hard. You you love so hard, huh? Uh-huh. Good luffing every night, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, this. I wanna roll with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too wide and dirty. Think I'm just too wide and dirty. Just too white and nerdy. I don't have my bottom teeth in, so I left my popcorn. Oh. <laughs> That's where I eat no other food besides popcorn today. I love you too. <laughs> this word means to steer your boat into the wind. Ah. Oh, <laughs> Sailing into the wind. Stay up wind. Stay up wind. Well, I guess normally you sail with the wind to your back, so that sounds kind of weird, but sure, whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why would you sail into the wind? Usually you want that wind. I guess you want to stop. You're going too fast. Oh, yeah, maybe. You got to slow slow you down a little bit. That must be it. Our next word is. First in my class, they're at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion of DD. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea. The French word, a stamina. A stamina. Stamina. E. E. S. T. A. M. I. N. E. A stamina. Estamine. <laughs> it's Stimine a French word. Is, huh? Yeah. It's, it's not yours. It's the mine. Well, there we go. <laughs> You're declaring it for yourself. I don't. Maybe I should do it. It's mine. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not your cheese. It's the it's the mine. <laughs> it's the mine. Uh, it's I'm, my. I'm gonna say it has to do with standing or something. I'm gonna take a guess. Well, I suppose you could stand in there while you're... The shower, the shower. 
My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grill, but I still wear braces. It's a small cafe in France that sells alcoholic beverages. I love the way they're really specific with some of these words that tell you, yeah. you know, a small. It's a small cafe that sells alcoholic <laughs> beverages and expensive hamburgers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but only that. Only that. Nothing else. <laughs> Our next word is I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze Anatropia Anatropius M No, two M's E-T-R-O-P-I-A Emmatropia Emmatropia You have a, a trophy wife and her name is Emma Oh, that's okay. my Emma trophy. <laughs> you get your own Emma trophy, wife. No. <laughs> well, no, or, that's not. Or, or like catastrophe <laughs> is like something bad. So you you, you know it's someone named Emma, yeah. but she's really bad. She's bad. Oh, Emma. <laughs> bad Emma. I know a couple Emmas, and I don't know how. I don't know if I want to say if they're good or bad. <laughs> because they might be listening, huh? Yeah. Or someone did who you knows say, them could be. Did you say enemas? It yeah, could no. be. It could be <laughs> a bad enema. Emmatropia. Hmm. Well, hmm. I'll kill a rap I haven't run. At Pascal, while well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. I'll tell you. This word means the normal condition of your eye. Oh. If I your think eyes are normal, so, I like suppose they're immatropic, tropia. You have no diseases. Yeah, see, 2020. I was going to say it sounds like a medical word of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next word is... Happy Days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Brune Wise. <laughs> Brune Wise? B R U N O I S E Brunois. How yeah. How O I S E. If it's French, it might be Brunois. Oh. I'm just saying Brunois, like Illinois, with the E on the end of it. It Brunolia. is a French word, and it's another one of those that it's really specific on Very what specific. <laughs> another Brunolia. French specific. It, it, it's a janitor in the capital building in Springfield. <laughs> How's that for specific? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Well, no. <laughs> I knew, I knew in, in Germany, and then the guy came to El Paso in the Army. Uh, I met a guy in my unit. His last name was W-A-Z, Waz. And so I was thinking, I wonder if his first name was Bruno, and you just said Bruno Waz. I was like, hey, I wonder if that was him. <laughs> but that wasn't pronounced that way or spelled. So anyway. Yeah. No, it wasn't um, that guy. <laughs> this actually means. All right, I see. You see me roll on my Segway. I know in my heart they think I'm wide and dirty. Finely diced vegetables, sautéed in butter, and used to flavor soups and sauces oh that's not like, specific wow. at all that is really specific 
let you know that's exactly not, what that word is. That's not specific at all. <laughs> I was wondering what au jus was supposed to be for. That uh, just au means jus gravy. Yeah, gravy. Mm -hmm. Watery. So, so essentially, it's like a, a style of cooking. Like you would make make a white sauce or you saute something. You're going to brunoise something, I suppose. Yeah, I'm assuming you would saute your onions and celery, maybe or whatever, and make add it to your like you're saying your well, room I mean, flavor. Sautéing is a, is a particular kind of frying, it's the, and so just like you would have a sauté, you're you have a, you know a hot heat and you're uh, you're stirring your stuff really quickly while it's frying, and then you take it out before it gets all the way done. So this is probably some kind of a style of cooking or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. And well, our next word is appetent. It's O P E I D A N. Oppidin. You can get some Viagra for that. Oppidin? <laughs> Oppidin. <laughs> uh, mm. That's what you do with your, your, your dentures. You pop them in. Pop it in your mouth. Oh, polygrip or something. Yeah, fix, fix a dent. <laughs> Oppidin. Yeah, it's hard to say. I certainly had people in here talking a lot. I don't know if you heard them or not. No. no. But up in case you didn't hear the word, let me spell it again. No, that's okay. okay. Up and, you open the door. That's what you do. Up up <laughs> this is this is specific French words, right? You open the door for the woman in the red dress, but not the blue one because she's you know, not wearing a cut. Come on, Denise. This word here. I like to roll with the gangsters, although it's apparent I'm too. <laughs> it means the resident of a town, Oppidin. An Oppidin is, is a, a resident. A resident of a town, yeah. Okie dokie, the Oppidin. The Oppidins of South Rock Center, the Oppidins of St. <laughs> Louis. Yep. But what if this it's a city? That sounds familiar, this next word. I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. Too and nerdy. I get so white and nerdy. A vernacular. Vernacular. Oh, vernacular. Vernacular. Okay, it's, it's like a common use speech, like a common vernacular. word of a word, a figure of speech, a phrase. The the vernacular, um, like a slang type of a statement. The common vernacular. Where you speak? Well, I've been browsing, inspecting X Men comics. You know, I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. It might mean that somewhere, <laughs> but not here today. According to what this says, it's the cable railroad car that goes up and down the side of a mountain like a <laughs> one of those things. Car? Yeah, I would call that a tram. Yeah, well, it's a... vernacular. Call it a stinking tram, all right? A trolley or something. I don't know. 
Uh, I was going to go back and see how to say that again. Let's oh, there's another, to... I've heard them called a gondola, those trolleys that go up and down the mountains, but not a vernacular. Vernacular. <laughs> huh. Maybe in another country, that's what they Maybe it's them. vehicular, I don't know. Because it would be vehicular, but it was—it's a generic term, not a specific term. <laughs> Glebe is another word for you. G L E B E. I remember right, holy grail, really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R O T F L O L? Glebe. It's the sound that water makes when you pour it out of a big bottle. Glebe. <laughs> <laughs> Glebe. I'm full of glebe. Glebe, glebe me. Glebe. I'm so gleeful, gleeful today. Glebe, I've been glebed. My glebekin, glebekin. Thank you, <laughs> my lover. It means to love. Ah. Um, well, if you love land or fields, had a business doing websites while friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all, even made a home page for my doll. That's what it means. <laughs> well, and this, this is this is French, right? It has to be French. It's got to be some. I don't have it on this. I should have. I'm gonna have to start recording that if it says what language it is. It's so it not. I'll have to ask my wife because my wife studied French for a little bit. <laughs> Ah. That's what I was thinking. It sounded German glebe, but I don't know. Nubulant is another word I got. Getting freaky. I'm nerdy and the extreme and whiter than sour cream. Nubulous. Nubulant. Nebulous, I know. It's kind of like indistinct or, you know, nebulous. <laughs> but nubulous. Nubulate. It's like a nubile young woman. Nub she's very eulous. Nubulate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is a verb. I did hear that this in this one. Well, whenever you wiggle your punching bag, it's called uvulating. Oh. When you make that sound, like they do sometimes you. I can't um, do that. I heard them do that the other day in something. Sometimes you watch the Olympics and they'll do that. And they'll be like, yeah, Mexican pick. people can do that real good. <laughs> but according to this, I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team. Only question I ever thought was hard. What do I like her or do I like Picard? This word means to cover like with a cloud to shade or darken. A nubulate. Oh, like a cloud cover. Well, nebulous is a cloud, too. So. Okay, well, that, that, that's so far, one word of yours makes sense after you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them, no, not today. <laughs> Hector is our last word. Spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair. Got my name on my underwear. They see me strolling, they laughing. Rolling their eyes because I'm so wide and dirty. Oh, what? H E C T A R. Oh, there's Hector. E like a guy's H name, H Hector. <laughs> hey, Hector, you want to go to the ballgame tonight? Oh, gosh. This is it, another has to be French word. <laughs> it, it, I think it's a form of measure, like an acre. You have a hectare. Oh, my goodness. You're right. It's, it's a form of metric. Uh, let me get it again here. 
land but mass. Some big, huge number, like you're saying something. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it's a heck of a big acre, so it's a hectare. A metric unit of square measure equals to 10,000 square meters. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> so, yeah, you got that one right. Oh, <laughs> So, out of the whole stinking list, with none of them make sense, one almost does, and, and finally you have one that we can actually get. Wow. Well, whoever wrote, made that list for it, they sure uh, got made a good one this time. Yeah. <laughs> we might not know. We could have fun making fun of them. That's the point. Yeah. We could make up our own meanings and send them into the dictionary and have them added in. We should, I should do that, right? Go to all of our episodes and write out all of our descriptions and no, not going to do it. <laughs> If one of our listeners want to transcribe stuff, it's on you, buddy. Not going to be me. Uh, anyway, if that is the end of our word list. Well, I think we have a swell solution to that one. Well, I'll be dang bunch. Here's Terry's top ten. Yeah. Time for some amazing Terry's top ten. Top ten. Hmm. Okay. I have a list of top 10 disturbing things that Facebook knows about you right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did I have for lunch? <laughs> Number 10 is... Is your political ideologies? Oh, I don't, don't doubt that. Even if you haven't clicked on anything, it monitors your activities and makes your determination. Just by what you click like on or comments you make or things you oh. share, it can tell. Yeah. Number nine. Love life. Oh, really? It knows more about than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't post about my love life. No, me either. That's uh, like what you said. Depending on your comments, the people's postings, and you know what you comment or what you click on and what you like. So, well, I don't Number like it. I don't like those kind of things. It's not in public. No. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Number eight, your call logs and your messaging logs. Oh, I wonder how I know that. Um, it saves all your messages and saves all your call logs. How long you mm -hmm. talk to somebody. Now, I could see Facebook and, Messenger, but not my messages messages. Right. That's what I think, too. But it's like, but if you're on your phone doing it, maybe, maybe they can snoop around in your phone. Well, know. you know, it, it does whenever you log into social medias anymore, they want to know your email or your phone number when you log in. I, I 
never get my phone number unless they really are going to be insistent about it. And then my choice is either, eh, it's not that important. Forget it. I won't log in. Or, eh, I'll, whatever, I'll log in. But that's all I would ever use it for. It's not like I make phone calls through Facebook or anything. Number seven. Your existence. I exist, therefore I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. I'm alive. Uh, well, you know, if you haven't posted in uh, a few years, it might think you died or something. <laughs> Some people don't have Facebook. Facebook still knows that you exist, if, even if you don't have Facebook, if you're a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Right, because if someone mentions, hey, I went to Grandma's birthday party last week, Grandma may not be on Facebook, but Facebook knows about her now because you said so. <laughs> and then uh, number six. Your location. Yeah, if you have location turned on. I'm sitting here at the St. Louis Zoo right now. I'm on the toilet. I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm on the living room. I'm on the front porch. They, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see doing that. But if you turn location tracking off, they wouldn't know. Uh, or stop doing check-ins. <laughs> that like too. But you can't do a check-in unless you have location. And then... Uh, um, even if you opt out of the the, the tracking, it'll still track you. Hmm. That's sad. Um, number five. It will know your pregnancy status. Oh I'm no, not. you guys. <laughs> It's going to look pregnant. I am not now, nor never have been, nor ever hope to be. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty simple. Yay, Facebook. But then, yeah, we say, oh, we're pregnant. It's like, well, how can we be pregnant? <laughs> well, it's not the guy, I don't know. <laughs> um, and they know if you're pregnant or about to get pregnant. About to. <laughs> they know your sex it, it, it does listen in on, on, while you're in the bedroom or stuff. And it, it knows about when, because then it starts showing you ads for baby stuff, it says. But what if you're single and not dating anybody, and all of a sudden baby has start popping up? Then what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on I don't know I clicked on one of those coffee things and now all the time I go on there is coffee 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 stuff you know um, number number what was this uh, four Facebook knows your sleeping patterns. Oh, 
Okay, whatever. Whoop do you do? Most people <laughs> sleep at night and they're awake during I, the day. <laughs> sleep Unless well. you get up to go to the bathroom at three in the morning and sit on the toilet and start checking but Facebook. I'm, I'm sure my watch is aware of those patterns because I mean you're wearing it. I mean, if you wear it to bed, it would know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. It might track your nocturnal activities. <laughs> How come this guy just ran two miles in the middle of the night for him? <laughs> I don't understand. I didn't think of that. <laughs> it knows. It's like Santa Claus. It knows when you're asleep or awake. They're tuned into the Santa Claus app. Number three. Your now Facebook knows your breakups before you do <laughs> <laughs> because of what your significant other has been saying about you. <laughs> you get you get a blink on Facebook. I hate to be the one to break your news, but <laughs> when you start seeing dating app stuff popping up all the time, that might. <laughs> All the dating app stuff, or oh no. <laughs> um, number two, Facebook knows it says your mouse cursor. Um, by what your mouse cursor. Your mouse cursor. They track your mouse cursor on your. Oh, computer. mouse cursor. Yeah, because your teeth are, your teeth aren't in. So, yeah. Well, I don't use a mouse, so I don't know how they would track that. I don't even well, have a mouse. I don't even have a mouse plugged in to my computer or my phone. <laughs> um, the uh, Facebook has put out that they do track your mouse cursor to see if you are a human or a robot, it says. Uh, okay. Well, if they can track mine, tell me which drawer. I forgot, forgot it. <laughs> Where is it at? It's in my house somewhere. Yeah, find it. I put it in the drawer. My mouses are in my mouse traps with the peanut butter on it. Yeah. Um, number one. Number one. Hey, quit eating while you're doing your top ten. <laughs> Number one. Facebook knows your lost and forgotten relatives. <laughs> Lost and forgotten relatives. Yeah. All righty. Um, I suppose that's true. No. I'm going to have I to say I don't have any because otherwise I'd remember about them. They wouldn't be lost. <laughs> well, I think they mean like, I miss you, Dad. You've been dead for 25 years. Well, or, you know, distant lost. cousins or something. Long lost Uncle Ralph or something. I don't know. They, I don't care. They can they can track them all they want to. 
Yeah. Track him. I'll give you their address. All right. That's all that top 10 was. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and hey, with all of our words out of the way and the lists out of the way. Well, I've had enough. Well, just a minute here now. That ain't the woman with the crossed up left foot, is it? Well, that's rather a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, we time for an anchor topic. Yeah. What is it this week? It would be, if I'm not mistaken, uh, living skills. All about the living. <laughs> as opposed to the dying skills. Um, yeah. Living, creature comfort, doing things around the house, taking care of yourself. We're still podcasting. Um, if you're going to make an ice cream cone, how would you do it, Terry? Yeah, um, I say if you were because if you were at the place where they served ice cream, which you'll never be there. <laughs> well, you put the cone under the little nozzle. That's how I do it. Um, make like wait till it flows like... over your knuckles and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the little lever down and go. Like I would get a cool out. ice cream scoop and scoop out some ice cream. <laughs> I, I usually tell tell a grandson, hey, get me some ice cream, okay? That's how I yeah, do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's how I do it. Yeah, Golden Corral or the Chinese buffet. Get some ice cream. I usually tell a grandkid to go get it for me. And they're usually happy enough to do that. Because they get some too then, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I suppose uh, there would be, you know, a technique for that if somebody cared to learn how. But no, it's not something you do every day. I mean, not the soft service stuff. Uh, well, there's it, like different ways. Like if you did to do that, whatever to where you could go and put your cone directly under it, and you do the nozzle and you push up and go down, up and down, and get it to bumpy like snowman looking cones. Right. Or you could swirl it around where it looks like a big chocolate dog turd, you know. And you're oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Assuming you had the chocolate ice cream, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just say that just because, but like I said, it's not something most people have to worry about, really. The best way uh, to do it is just to take your cup and put ice cream in it and eat it with a spoon or suck it through a straw. You know, I, I think if it would be if, if someone was was going to take me to a place by myself and I had to do it all by myself, I probably would find a bowl. I wouldn't mess with the cone. I would just find a bowl and just start, right. like I said, just layering the ice cream in and you, you can kind of feel the weight and just kind of gauge, okay, that's about enough and stop and yeah, take it back and eat it. I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be real, maybe the prettiest thing, but I don't care. <laughs> And if you can find sprinkles, bonus. If you don't, hey, ice cream is good. Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Raw. Raw ice cream. That's uh, what my grandkids call an uncooked s'more. They just marshmallow, chocolate, and graham cracker. You don't cook it. It's raw. 
an uncooked s'more. Yeah, well, uh, just just a kind of a thing to toss out there. But yeah, living skills um, that would you know include like you know doing dishes. If you have a dishwasher machine for your dishes, or uh, I mean, <coughs> I've never had a dishwashing machine. We've always done it by hand, and that's pretty cut and dry. You just wash them. You go by the seal of the dish. Fill up your sink with hot water and add your soap while it's running and yep. get your bubbles. Yep. I just put mine on the floor and let the dogs do a pre-wash. Yeah. Some people like to have a sink full of rinse water like we had when we were kids, and some people like to leave the water running. Um, yeah, I would prefer as you go leave the water run i i would rather uh either have this sink of water to dip them in to get the rinse of soap off uh, because by dipping them you're a little more sure that all the soap is going to be off now I, I know some people may not like that because you know by the time they get to uh, from dish number one to dish number 100 they've all been through the same water uh the technique that i remember them doing uh, up at Heinz in the kitchen skills is you wash your dishes and, and your rinsing sink you put a uh, a dish drainer you know thing uh, uh, and then you just stack your plates in there you stack your bowls in there like you're going to you know, put in there to dry and then you, you take your, your vegetable spray thingy and then you spray them off with it and that way you you kind of give all your dishes a little shower while they're sitting in there, rinse them off. Yeah, but like you said, you got to make sure you get both sides and the underside of both sides of the bowl and everything. Right. But you just have to be you know, kind of thorough. But see, by doing it that way, they're not sitting in the same rinse water the whole time, and you don't have to leave your water running the whole time. Yeah. I remember at Grandma's house, her water was so hot, you had to have tongs to get silverware out of her boiling water sink. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally hurts to scald the skin off of your knuckles. if you. Oh, it was hot, up. yes. And she knew her dishes were clean that way. And it also helps them dry really fast when you when use hot water. When they're super hot, yeah. But that's maybe a couple dishwashing techniques there. Um, I, I know somebody had brought up a, a topic about they were amazed how did i didn't know my person could do that but it's not related to living skills it was actually related to i think using a facebook which i'll we'll have to get back to that later because i'm going to go into it now <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway I, I don't know i didn't really think about the uh, topic much today um, but hopefully we've sparked some interest in a listener to ask us a question. Uh, what type of thing do you say? I didn't know a blind person could do that. <laughs> or, or, or if it's something that you would enjoy doing yourself, you can say, hey, I really enjoy doing this thing. How does a blind person do that thing? Uh, and we can give it a shot. We'll get you an answer. And with that, all you got to do is email us to uh, tsf at thatsoundsfunny.com. And speaking of emailing us. Well, well, look here. Well, what can I do for you? Do we have an e email? Do we have an email? Yeah, I wondered. I was just going to ask if we have any email. We 
We had somebody save our bacon and send me in an email <laughs> last week after I used my very last email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? And so I will read it now, and you can judge is it worthwhile or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Keith, Terry, and Jill. <clears throat> Two hours uh, into my first day at work as a Walmart greeter, <laughs> an ugly woman came in, came with her shoes, kid. I'm missing something there, but she was she she came with her two kids, and she was uh, uh, swearing at them. And so I asked, "Nice kids, are they twins?" Uh oh. No, she says they ain't. Uh oh. No twins. The oldest one's nine, and the other one's seven. Why? Uh oh. Would you think they were tw uh -oh. twins? Are you blind or stupid? She <laughs> says to me. I looked at her and replied. Oh, I'm not blind or stupid. I just couldn't believe that someone with you twice. <laughs> have a good day. Uh, my Wonder how long they had a job for. <laughs> uh, my supervisor <laughs> said I probably wasn't cracked up for this line of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Sam Walls. Arsenic Cubs, New Mexico. <laughs> if that is your real name. <laughs> you know, we we have a younger brother after I read that email. And mm -hmm. his first uh, uh, woman, I would put in that category. <laughs> and, you know, he only has one kid. <laughs> I, I, I just wonder. I don't really want to know. I just wonder. <laughs> If it was a, a, a life lesson kind of a story there. <laughs> well, what do you think? I'll tell you what I think. Well, what's this new idea of yours on? Anyway, that's what we have for our email, um, which means it brings us around to some final thoughts. Final thoughts. Here's our final thoughts. What do you say to a toilet on its birthday? <laughs> Happy birthday. Birthday. That smells like poo poo. Why did the man cry when he ran out of cola? Because it was so depressing. So depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, stranger than actual truth. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, police are searching for a thief who robs his victims by threatening them with a lighted match. They need to find him quick before he strikes again. <laughs> um, why was the pencil brown and stinky? Because it was a number two. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
Why did the clock go on vacation? It needed to unwind. <laughs> oh. Especially if it was a grandfather clock or something. Yeah. Um, well, it may look like I'm having deep thoughts. But really, I'm just thinking about what to eat next. <laughs> that sounds like a bomb we're related to. <laughs> Why was the farmer so anxious? Because he really had to take a crop. <laughs> had to take a crop. Yeah. <laughs> What does a Tyrannosaurus Rex eat while it's camping? Dinosaurs. Oh, dino <laughs> <laughs> I'll say campers. <laughs> That'll be. <him. laughs> well, I've discovered a new way to determine if you're old. If you fall down and people laugh, you're not old. If you fall down and everyone panics and tries to fall over themselves calling 911, you're old. What is the best way to greet a toilet? It's howdy duty time. <laughs> duty, he said duty. <laughs> Why can't you take a skunk on vacation? Your trip will stink. <laughs> <laughs> it would do that. <laughs> uh, I, I've always heard people use this phrase, tease the day. But have you ever felt like you seized the wrong thing? Archaeologists have begun finding ancient frozen poop underground. And that's just the tip of the ice turd. <laughs> <laughs> Up there in the, uh, the polar ice packs, huh? Wow. <laughs> that's what's really inside all the glaciers. <laughs> all right. My neighbor says his family motto is, well, that has escalated. Hold my beer. Anyway, that was dumb. I have <laughs> one more, one, one last toilet one. Who always plays in the toilet bowl? It's always number one versus number two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bubbledoes, let's call Universal Studios and tell them the new star has arrived. Well, here. You never heard such junk. <laughs> well, that is all we got. And uh, that means it is the time of the show where we like to wrap it up and close it all out. Hey, this is Coach Key saying thanks for listening, signing off. 
uh, please do leave us an email or leave us a comment on the webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Uh, tell us your funny family story. Ask us a question about blindness-related things. And um, we, like I tried to mention earlier, we do have a voicemail number, 401-753-4844. That is 401-7-GEETH-H. And, and we can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, send us a funny voicemail, please. We can play you telling us something. <laughs> and if you don't like the way your voice sounds, you can disguise it. Yeah. Voice filters. Yeah. We can make you sound like a chipmunk or something. We can make you sound like Darth Vader or something. <laughs> a wise guy. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm.